Hello, I'm Tyler Smith, and this is More Than One Lesson, um, episode 12. Uh, I think I'll just stop apologizing for when episodes uh, wind up being really late, uh, because it seems to be something that happens uh, quite a bit. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think the next episode is probably going to wind up being uh, right on time, so that's good. Uh, it'll be a, a guest episode. But in the meantime, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who uh, submitted more than one lesson for a podcast award nomination. Uh, I realize that the show's not been going very long, and, uh, you know, it's it's probably... And <clears throat> even though uh, it's officially listed as a Christian show, I understand that th- they might actually <laughs> have a problem with it being listed that way because the focus uh, seems to be uh, movies. So, um... I- I'm not really expecting much, but um, you never know. So thanks, everybody, for uh, the submissions and uh, for all the encouragement and all that. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on ahead with uh, today's episode. Um, we're going to be talking about WALL-E, which came out last year. Uh, it was my second favorite movie of last year after a movie called The, the Visitor. And... Uh, <clears throat> I love Wally. I think it's really uh, an astounding film. It's an animated film from Pixar, and of course, uh, Pixar is it's it's a fascinating studio because it seems at this point that they can do no wrong. Um, their last three movies have been really solid. Um, that was Ratatouille, Wally, and then this year's uh, Up. Uh, the year before that was Cars, which I'm not a big fan of, but uh, I did wind up liking it more than I thought I would. But as far as uh, Wally goes, it just it, everything about it is is such a fascinating uh, concept um, because it's it's a movie that is heartfelt and it's funny um, and it's kind of inspiring, uh, even though it takes place after. Uh, well, Holocaust of sorts. I mean, it it, it starts out uh, sometime in the future. You're never really sure uh, when, and the world is now uninhabitable. Um, there's no greenery. There's just piles and piles of garbage, um, and there are no people to be found. Uh, in fact, there seems to be really nothing around except uh, you know cockroaches because they can live through anything. Um, there is a little robot called Wally whose sole job is to gather and organize trash. And uh, as we see him stroll along in this world, we'll see uh, a lot of other Wally robots that are, you know, on the side of the road and they're, they've malfunctioned and they're basically dead. So he really is the last one. And, uh, and he feels very, very lonely, even though he doesn't really say anything i believe he only ever says his own name in the first 20 in the first 20 minutes um and so it's it's virtually completely silent uh which is probably as it should be for the film to have maximum impact i mean you really feel like oh my gosh what has happened to this world it's very very depressing uh and yet still strangely beautiful to look at because uh the animators have really really outdone themselves in just creating a world uh, almost 
you know, from whole cloth. I mean, from from scratch. Uh, not since uh, I would say Finding Nemo, where they basically created an entire under uh, underwater, you know, kingdom uh, and rendered it so beautifully, so that you do feel like you're underwater. Uh, not since then uh, have they done such such a complete job of creating. Uh, uh, an entire universe that is similar to our own, but but still uh, very foreign. And so, uh, so Wally um, meets another robot that's much more slick, uh, much more uh, aesthetically pleasing, uh, called Eve. And you don't really know why she. It's I mean, there's really no genders when it comes to uh, robots, but uh, but the implication is that, you know, he's a man and she's a woman and she's quite beautiful and, and you don't really know why she's there. She just keeps looking for things and um, is and they kind of develop a relationship and then she instantly finds a plant growing uh, inside, I believe, a refrigerator and she collects it and her personality goes away and she winds up just hovering uh, with a little beacon. Uh, And so Wally is like, well, what happened? What happened to Eve? Is something wrong? Uh, And that's when a spaceship arrives that uh, whisks Eve and Wally uh, into space and to a larger space station where, as it turns out, all the people are. And uh, and so here's where we here here's what I want to focus on. Um, when I saw Wally, um, I I was under the it was the kind of movie that when I watched it, I thought like, well, who who could ever dislike this movie? It is so wonderful and so delightful and so beautifully realized that who would ever dislike it? Uh, and then as it turns out. Lots of people. It's it's probably never a good idea to say that, oh, every single person in the world will like this film. There's usually, I would say there's always going to be about 25% of people that don't like it. The exception seems to be the Shawshank Redemption. Everybody loves it, myself included. Um, so if you don't like Shawshank Redemption, write me in and uh, tell me I'm wrong. So, <laughs> I don't know why I sounded so bitter just then. Um, so I thought that everyone would, lo- would love Wally. Well, as it turns out, uh, not so. Uh, I was uh, visiting some old friends, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to get uh, a little political here. Um, I uh, I would say at this point I am politically moderate. Uh, I am certainly, I started out as, as a conservative, uh, as my parents were, um, and, and you know, and I grew up in the church, and you'll find a lot of conservatives uh, in, in the Christian church, and and uh, so, you know, and since then I, I've lived in Chicago and Los Angeles, you know, very liberal places. Uh, and so I've so I drifted more towards the middle. I would not say that I've gone so far as to be uh, left wing, but I, I am certainly not uh, right wing, right wing anymore. Um, and there's 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 good aspects to being a moderate and there's bad aspects. One of the bad aspects is that you're not going to please anybody, which is frustrating. But. Uh, so I was talking with some old friends uh, about Wally. Um, this was uh, several months ago, and they uh, 
are still very conservative. And for the record, if you are a conservative, uh, I, that's fine. It doesn't. I don't. It doesn't bother me at all. Uh, there are some people uh, in Los Angeles, um, and I'd say people anywhere who would say that. Oh well, if you're conservative, you just don't think. You're an idiot. And, and I don't think that. I've known plenty of intelligent, well-spoken, reasonable conservatives, just as I've known plenty of intelligent, reasonable. Uh, liberals, because on both sides, uh, people seem to believe that nobody who believes the opposite could ever possibly uh, be a, a, an intelligent person. Uh, but anyway, so so yeah, if 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 what I'm about to say, you know, if if you if you're conservative and you feel offended by it, uh, please please note that e- even the people that I'm talking about, I don't think are, are bad people. Um, so I was talking to some old friends who are still very conservative. And uh, and they actually did not like Wally. They thought that it was overtly liberal and was furthering uh, certain liberal uh, beliefs and issues. Most notably, uh, that it's about you know the the environment and how humanity has been bad for the environment, and if we keep going like this, we will eventually ruin the earth. Uh, and that and uh, it they would go on to say that uh, the film is uh, vaguely anti-American, not to, apl- not to imply, of course, anti-American ideals, but as far as what the country is now, and, uh, you know, just kind of, kind of mocking that fact. Like, for example, when, we do, when Wally and Eve do get to the space station, they find that all the people there are big and fat, um, like basically like giant babies, and we'll get back to that later. Um, and also they don't walk; they sit in these hover chairs. They don't actually talk to each other. There are projections in front of their faces of the people that they're talking to. So basically, technology has allowed, um, you know, humans in the future to become very complacent. They no longer need to walk, which of course means there's going to be no exercise. Um, and, and it should be noted that every human uh, in, the, in the film speaks, uh, speaks English, and specifically they speak in, in a distinctly American uh, accent, Midwestern, I would say. And uh, so I, I had friends who would say that this is a film that talks about, that talks about how Basically, humans and specifically Americans are ruining the earth and are big and fat and that sort of thing. So, uh, so they didn't like the movie. And admittedly, when I was when I was watching the movie, that kind of bothered me as well um, because I feel like that is too simple an argument to make. I, I feel like a lot of people focus on the negatives of what the U.S. Uh, has done in the world and they forget uh, a lot of the positives and you know uh, that instinctively bothers me like there was a movie called uh, The Triplets of Belleville another animated film in fact uh, that was almost uh, almost completely silent very uh, very little dialogue uh, and it's a, just a wonderful movie in general it's really gorgeous um, and it's it's a French film and Americans are represented uh, as big and fat and lumbering and stupid, and uh, 
as as strange as it sounds, I'm much more willing to take criticism from fellow Americans than I am from people from another country, because of course, and much in the same way, I wouldn't like a film about you know uh, French people that that takes them to task and like really really criticizes them and and creates caricatures and stereotypes out of them, and it, and if it you know if it was made by the U.S. I wouldn't care for that either. I don't like I don't like stereotyping and caricaturing uh, uh, other countries, uh, whether it be the U.S. or otherwise. And so, so I've I've se- I, I'd seen that kind of representation before. Um, and what I like about Pixar, and here's here's where we're going to to get into some of the things about Wally that I do like, and some of the things that I that I told those friends of mine uh, several months ago. Uh the the amazing thing about Pixar the year before Wally came out there was a movie called Ratatouille uh, and it's about uh, a rat who can cook uh, in Paris and there is a scene where uh, a food critic uh, named Anton Ego um, he basically is challenging the chef uh, and the, and the restaurant to uh, actually you know please his palate and, and all that. And he's just, he's very adversarial and, and really contrarian and, and a definite snob. And, and that portrayal kind of bothered me as well. Uh, because as a, you know, as a critic, uh, or as somebody, you know, with critical ambitions, um, you know, it, it always seems very simple, uh, for people to just say, Oh, well, critics, you know, they're snobs and they don't like what people like and they don't enjoy anything. Uh, I've never really liked that idea, um, and I don't agree with it. But what's amazing about Pixar is that it will take its characters right to the precipice of condemnation. It will take them right there, right when they think, oh my gosh, this animated children's film is about to talk about how this person, or as in the case of Wally, this group of people, which is to say all people or all Americans, uh, are irredeemable. They, you know, they've they've allowed themselves to become complacent or smug or whatever or childlike in the case of the humans and Wally. Uh, they at this point, as I mentioned before, they, they're just babies now that need to be taken care of by the technology that they've created. And so they've gotten right. So the, the filmmakers Pixar comes right to the edge of just saying these people can't be helped. So it's it's over for them. And then, right when you think, like, this is a really cynical film, it brings the characters back, and it gives them a chance at redemption. Um, in the case of, uh, of Anton Ego, um, it gives him a chance to... Uh, he tries the food, he loves it, he, actually, he then discovers that it is, in fact, a rat that cooked the food, and he has the, op- you know, the opportunity to reveal that or he can broaden his horizons a little bit and just realize you know what this is great food no matter who cooked it and people need to know how great this food is and he does he he actually uh he makes that decision and he winds up kind of redeeming himself and much in the same way uh in wally one of the humans who's basically the captain of the ship and not that it re- not that it means much to be the captain of the ship because it's pretty much all on, uh, automated. Um, 
he when when it's revealed that Eve comes back with a plant, then basically what that means is that Earth is now it can be inhabited again. It's going to take a lot of work because one you know one plant on the entire planet you know that's going to be <laughs> that's not a huge sign that uh, that things are going to be great. Uh, it's going to require a lot of work, um, but. Uh, when it's revealed that earth that they that the humans can return to earth you really feel like that the people will say well no i don't uh it's so great here i don't have to do anything technology does everything for me you know so why it's it's fine i don't think i even want to go back to work uh, back to earth it's going to be a lot of work and why would i want to do that things are going well for me so you really think that it's being set up to be that that it's set up to condemn humanity as past the point of no return. They've already become so dependent on technology uh, that they just they have no need for work and they don't want to inconvenience themselves. They're very lazy. Um, so you think that's the direction it's heading, but oddly enough, without hesitation, all of the humans are excited at the idea of going back to, uh, going back to Earth. They know that it's going to mean work, but they're excited to go because that's that's their home. It's where they're meant to be. And if it takes work, then it takes work. And it's it it gives them a chance. The the movie gives them a chance to redeem themselves because all we see is these are these babies who can't do anything for themselves. But you come to find out that because. When you think about it, a lot of what technology does these days is it does stuff for us. It makes our lives easier, but if you can, you know, the idea is that if you continue in that trend, there's a lot of sci-fi movies that have kind of dealt with this with this idea. If you continue that trend, then it'll ju- technology will just do everything for you and you will be kind of helpless. And so but your life will be so easy. Who cares? Oh, I don't, you know, it's a utopia. Um, but a utopia where everybody's basically children is uh, kind of not really much of a utopia at all. Um, and so in Wally, again, they they have the opportunity to, to do things for themselves again and to really live life because life is not necessarily all about leisure. Um, it is about overcoming obstacles, and uh, and they jump at the chance. And in fact, the captain uh, actually has to fight uh, the computer um, and the and the ship itself uh, to gain control and take them back to Earth. And so, and he's he's outmatched, of course, because he's surrounded. He's living in the thing that is trying to hurt him and control him. And so, but he fights for it because it's, he recognizes that it's worth fighting for. And so, so I, I mentioned this to these friends of mine that the idea of, of yes, you know, the earth has been ruined and all that, but this is not the first film to suggest that an over-reliance on technology and then just rampant, consumerism and rampant uh, development will ruin the earth that that kind of that theme has been around for a long time but the difference with Wally is that it says that 
it's not it, it's it's never going to be too late as long as there are people who want to do the right thing uh and as long as there are people that are willing to make the effort and not just depend on technology for everything then it's never going to be just over um and you'll get movies you know like Blade Runner and uh The Matrix um, more so the Matrix. Blade Runner is pretty cynical, but the Matrix you actually get people who are willing to to fight uh, for uh, their own humanity and what that actually means. So, uh, and what's more is when talking to uh, the these uh, conservative friends of mine, uh, one of the things that I said is the idea is that these these humans are given the opportunity to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, which is of course uh, a very, uh, it's a very Republican ideal. Uh, not, and I, I really have nothing wrong with, with that. But, uh, and so when talking about talking to my friends that it doesn't just condemn the, the, the closer it gets to condemnation, the more satisfying and exciting and inspiring it will be when, when the characters make the right decision. But you have, but if there's nothing at stake, then it's not going to have much of an impact. And so, uh, so my my friends, uh, to their credit, said, "Oh, you know what? I didn't think of it that way. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have to watch it again." Um, and that, to me, is what's what's so great about Wally is that you can watch it uh, several times and you can get something out of it. I mean, there's the entire relationship between Wally and Eve, which I haven't even really touched on. But it's incredibly sad and and very touching and emotional. And then there's there's all kinds of things to be discussed about, you know, robots having emotions and robots perhaps uh, in the future, you know, being more emotional uh, than, you know, some of the some of the human characters that to go back to Blade Runner. That's that's a theme there that, you know, the these androids, these fake people, uh, replicants. Uh, they don't seem to really. Uh, th- they seem to value life more than actual people do, uh, and you'll also run across that with uh, the film AI, uh, in which uh, nobody fights harder for his own existence than uh, than a robot. And so, um, so there's a lot of stuff going with Wally, but that that central theme, that idea of of redemption, and and not just sitting back and and being lazy and complacent but actually taking an active role in your own life uh that that's what Wally was all about to me and I absolutely loved it um and so and, and it's a, the 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 secondary film that I'll talk about is it, very similar I I probably won't say much about it because uh I feel like I would just be repeating myself uh is the Truman show which was directed by Peter Weir and stars Jim Carrey and that of course is about a man who who lives uh, inside of a television show in a huge uh, soundstage that basically is just a a town, a whole town. He doesn't know he's on this television show, um, and he doesn't know that everything that's happening is being kind of controlled by somebody and who won't let anything bad ever really happen to the main character, Truman. Um he'll let fake bad things happen like Truman's dad passes away but you discover that he's not actually dead uh, because 
death is is kind of out of the control of uh, Ed Harris's character Kristoff, um, who basically is is almost like a mad genius, um, and uh, one could make the argument that he is uh, you know the extreme personification of what a director is. But anyway, um, so Truman just blissfully is blissfully ignorant of, of what's going on. And there's hints of it here and there. And he always seems to get the sense occasionally that there's something going on in, and he seems to be the center of it, but he's, you know, his, his friends, which are of course uh, paid actors, they just kind of laugh it off and, and tell him that he's crazy. Uh, but then as, through a series of, of events, uh, he comes to realize exactly uh, what his life is and has been. And he is given the option at the end of either staying in the soundstage. He would know that it's not real, but he would still be safe. It's what he's used to. It's what he's accustomed to. But it's not real. And, you know, uh, someone have you believe that... And as we... To go back to the uh, the Matrix, for example... Uh, uh, the character of Cypher says that, you know, I know this, he's talking to one of the agents and he says, I know this stake isn't real, but you know, ignorance is bliss. I don't care. I uh, just, I'm, I'm more than happy to go back into the matrix. Um, and so Truman, it seems like a, a, a temptation to stay in what, it, with what is familiar. But of course he winds up uh, making the hard decision and facing uh, what reality is, uh, even though reality is unpredictable, and it can be messy and frustrating and and really sad and and all that, but it is what's real. And truth um, is is something to for him to strive for. So he winds up, and it's he winds up choosing not to be in the show anymore and be in the safe haven. Um, where everything is kind of taken care of for him. And most certainly, it it would have been taken care of even more so if he had agreed to be a part of it, because now you want to keep the star happy. And so, you know, uh, they wouldn't let anybody die. They wouldn't let anything, you know, he probably wouldn't even have had to go to a job. Things probably could have been even better for him if he, in some sense, uh, if he stayed on the show. Um, because now he has leverage because he knows what's going on. But he, instead of doing that, he abandons it and goes out into the world, even though it will be harder. And, and so I feel like it is, it is very uh, akin to what the, the humans go through uh, in Wally, the choice that they have to make. Um, you know, you can go with uh, what is, well, I'm going to quote another movie. I'm going to quote uh, Dumbledore. In uh, the Harry Potter series, uh, you have a choice to make between what is right and what is easy. And uh, and I feel like, you know, if I'm going to... I don't really feel like going out of my way to turn this into like a moral, uh, like a moral lesson or anything like that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if in your own life, you know, always, always be looking to see, all right, am I doing what's easy or am I doing what's right? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and sometimes, in fact, often what is right is very difficult and requires a lot of work, but it is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so anyway, uh, so that's, 
that's uh, the episode on on Wally and the Truman Show. I highly recommend both of them. And I mentioned a lot of other ep- uh, a lot of other uh, films in this episode: uh, The Matrix, AI, um, Blade Runner, so uh, Ratatouille. So uh, I, I recommend uh, all of those. But uh, anyway, so uh, you can go to morethanonelesson.com. dot uh, com. There's always new blogs being written. Uh, I just wrote one about Zombieland. Uh, Jason Eakin wrote one about uh, where the wild things are, uh, and then I actually have just reorganized my my hundred favorite movies list. And please note, this is my hundred favorite movies, not what I think are the best, uh, just the movies that I that I really love and respond to. Uh, so I reorganize those. I do it every every few years. I, I did it three years ago, uh, and uh, I just felt like redoing it again. And uh, so I posted that on the blog. So that's that's available there. Uh, you can always email me, uh, Tyler at more than one dot com. Uh, go to iTunes. If you don't subscribe, please do go into iTunes and subscribe. Uh, if, if you want, you're more than welcome to leave a nice review uh, on iTunes. That always uh, that would always help me out. Um, as I said before, uh, I, I, I I'm not really expecting to get a podcast award nomination. However, if I do. I will let you guys know, and you can go and vote for me. Sorry, I know that's all very shameless, but, uh, well, you kind of have to be shameless when can't. One thing I've learned in my time in Los Angeles is that uh, you have to be really shameless when you're campaigning for something, an award especially. So, um, so yeah, uh, any, any questions that you have about the show or about me, uh, you're always more than welcome to, to email me and let me know. Uh, as I said, next week uh, we're going to have a guest. Uh, it will be uh, Nathan Potter, who was uh, uh, there for our uh, religious episode. Uh, we will be talking. <laughs> uh, we will be talking about a Christian film, a very successful one called Fireproof, and uh, talking about the you know some some of the themes, uh, some of the filmmaking quality, and uh, so you're you're definitely going to want to tune in for that. So uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll get you next time. Bye.